When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris, can you hear me? Yeah, how you doing? I'm good, you? I'm doing excellent, man. Excellent. How's, how, how's your weather? It's hot down here. <laughs> I'm in New Orleans. It feels like it's 120 degrees outside, but it's about, uh, about 90 right now. Very humid. You can imagine. We, 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 we all love the heat, but in the UK, when it's warm in the UK, we just can't handle it. It's not like... Cats go and jump in a pool or somewhere, unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> so, you never get used to it down here, man. You go outside and it's just sweltering heat. It, it, oh, yeah, I've, I've got to say, when I've, been, I've been to America twice. I've only ever been to New, I've been to New York twice and Boston. Not very warm. <laughs> and I've been in totally, December both times. <laughs> it's totally different down south, man. Uh, definitely. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to get you on the show tonight, Chris, just to have a quick chat about your story of the NFL and post-NFL. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. Uh, appreciate you for having me on. No, it's excellent to have you on. So you went to Nicholas State at college, and it's quite, well, by the time we get right to the end of the show, we're back in back right up to where we started. But how was that? Your time at Nichols College as a defensive player. Uh, it's Nichols Nichols State University. Um, Nichols State, yeah. My, yeah, my time there was uh, excellent, man. I was uh, I wasn't heavily recruited out of high school. That was my only uh, scholarship offer. And uh, you know, like most kids, I wanted to pursue dreams of going to the NFL. And uh, I knew when I signed there, I knew that you know my it'd be tough to get to the NFL from Nichols State. Um, and I can remember driving up there on my first day of school and telling my dad, you know, it's going to be real tough for me to get to the NFL out of Nickel State. And he told me, uh, it doesn't matter where you play at, you know, you, uh, if you're good enough, they'll find you. And he was absolutely right. I was drafted out of there four years later in the fifth round. They hadn't had a player drafted in about 12 years, uh, not just drafted, go to the NFL uh, about 12 years prior to me. So it was a blessing, man. Yeah, it's it's like say whenever we come down to draft season, it's always the same. Georgia, Clemson, Auburn, Oregon, LSU. it's all them. LSU, 
Nichols State University is not, it's very rare, not just Nichols State, other lesser known universities just not mentioned. So I think Absolutely. probably, if we look back at the numbers probably over the last 10, 15 years, I bet it's a small, you were one of a very small percentage you made it through. Absolutely. Um, like you said, it's usually those big schools that get more exposure, that get those opportunities. So you really got to be uh, highly blessed and also one of the elite players in the smaller schools to get, you know, put on that stage. And uh, I was fortunate enough to stay healthy and uh, have a good career and got my opportunity, you know. Yeah, so you mentioned that in the 2004 draft round five, you went to Jacksonville. Um, at the time, Jacksonville had still relatively new franchise, had a few ups and downs, but they were on the way back. It seemed around the early 2000s, they were building quite a good team. What was it like on arrival in Jacksonville for yourself? Uh, what's funny is, uh, you know, when I was in college, uh, I used to play Madden and um, Jacksonville was one of the teams I played with because they had a receiver that was real good back then. Uh, Jimmy Smith yeah. and Keenan McCardell, they were really fast. So I used to play with that team all the time. And, uh, it was funny when I got up there, I got to see some of those guys I played on the video game with like Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith. So it was a, it was, it was a great experience, you know? Yeah, definitely. Obviously I'm a Madden player and I enjoy playing Madden. Obviously, unfortunately for me, I'm never in that position, athletic position to ever try and dream of something like that. But it must have been amazing to be meeting these players who some people can play on Madden to actually then physically see him and play with certain players, it must have been a dream come true. Absolutely. Then the next year, getting to see your, your name on the video game was even another dream come true. Uh, was that a, have, you still got, have you still got a copy of Madden with you on a game <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> you know what? I don't. Uh, <laughs> with, with being married and having kids, now you don't have much time for video games. I wish I did, but my schedule is jam-packed now. I can imagine. Um, obviously, being a fifth-round pick, it's not like being a first round, second round. You've got, you've still got to fight at training camp because you've got up against free agents and other players to make sure you make that final cut. What's the pressure like yeah. at the training for people like yourself and the free agents fighting for them spots? Oh uh, man, it's, it's the pressure oriented uh, job, man. You you being interviewed every day, especially like you say, being a later round guy. You got to fight, man. You got to fight through injuries. You got to fight through. You can't have bust in practice. You got to know your assignments at all, every turn. So um, I studied up, um, got used to the speed of the game, and uh, I was fortunate enough to make that final cut, man, and got into my, you know, my career. How 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 was it going into your first game? What was your emotions like? Uh, it kind of was in slow motion, man. It was, it was surreal. You know, all you like you wait to be on this big stage and. Now you're here in a big stage and you got crowds, a big crowd of people, lights are on and it's time to go, man. And once that adrenaline starts pumping, it's, it's just ball. It's just football at a higher level. Yeah. Uh, I know we, I've spoke to players before who have come from college into the NFL and they've said about it's you're playing elite players every week. Now, from your college point of view and being at Nickel State University, was the jump even greater? than like some of the guys who came from the LSUs? Oh, definitely. Um, the talent pool is nowhere near, uh, you know, what it is in the NFL. And even for those big colleges, man, um, it's still a small majority of guys who actually make it to the NFL. So when you get to the top, it's the best on best. And uh, 
it's week in and week out. They're, they're on those slouch. There's no guys that shouldn't be there. Everybody's there for a reason. They can play. So you got to be in the game at all times. Um, if you mentioned they played against a few guys as Jacksonville or Madden. When you fit, who was the first person who sort of came up to you when you made the roster? And one of the veterans to give you any words of advice, who would that who was that? Uh there's a few guys, man. I mean, when it comes down to the final cut, um, they tell you if your phone doesn't ring, it's a good thing. So you sit by your phone all day the last day of last cut. And when that phone doesn't ring, you know to be at the stadium the next morning. <laughs> and you go the next morning, you see who's still there and who's still around. And then uh, I can remember, you know, some of the older DBs saying, like, you know, you're here now, so let's get it. There's no time to plan. It's, it's a job. Yeah, because <laughs> it's one of them pressure situations because you can be you can you can be over before you know it if you do the wrong decisions and you can be out of the career completely. So it's all about focus for making that cut and being on it day to day. Absolutely, you got to be focused, man. Um, especially like I say, like one of those later round guys, free agent guys, you don't have a lot of skin on the wall, so you got to. Get in there and try to make a name for yourself and stick around, you know, longevity. They call it NFL for a reason, it's not for long. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you got to understand that going in, man. Yeah, it's definitely a very known saying is the NFL not for long. It's you're not around for long. It's each position's right. got an average shelf life as well, which is even more interesting, as you see. Yep. Um, 2005, you moved up to Chicago and had quite a successful season there in the games you start in the 12 games you played what how did you find playing up in Chicago and the different rivalries playing against Green Bay twice a year Minnesota Detroit because there a lot of people say the NFC North is the most like personal division when it comes to the players and the fans (laughs) absolutely uh you know Chicago has a lot of history a lot of lineage man a lot of great players came to that franchise and I knew once I got there in day one you could just feel the atmosphere when you walk into the building. Um, I was running by great players out there in Chicago, great coaches. And uh, we were a defensive Oregon team. And uh, week in and week out, the defense carried the load and it carried us to the playoffs, man. And um, just being in the organization taught me a lot. That city was great. I enjoyed it there. Just had to get used to the cold weather. It was really cold out there. So I was, was going to say, uh, it's a bit of a change from where you came from at college out to lovely Jacksonville and up to the cold and most of your games were even the away games were cold <laughs> absolutely uh i can remember one game we played on um maybe it was a monday night or thursday night, i can't remember but it was a thursday night game against atlanta it was so cold on the sideline the water and the bottles was freezing that's how cold it was the, the stadium actually sits on lake michigan and it gets really really cold there um but like i said when those games start and adrenaline starts pumping you forget about everything man as long as you're feeding your, your feet and your hands are Stay a little bit warm, the rest of your body just fight through it. Yeah. Obviously, in Chicago as well, quite a tradition for them. They play on Thanksgiving Thursday. What was it like to participate in a Thanksgiving game? Because you always see the you know, turkey, pitch side, there's always the iconic images of Randy Moss eating the turkey. Right. It's quite, obviously, to the UK, Thanksgiving's not really, it's, it's not really a holiday for us guys, so... But for you, it's like another Christmas. It's Thanksgiving is more important to Americans than Christmas, really, isn't it? Right, absolutely. Uh, playing on a Thursday, man, Thanksgiving is, like I said, another dream country. I remember as a kid growing up watching those games on Thanksgiving. Um, and then when you get to high school, 
they say uh you want to be still in the playoffs at Thanksgiving. So usually practicing on that morning, um, but get to play an NFL game on that day, man, it was a dream come true. I enjoyed every minute of it. And after the game was over, uh, went to the house and, and ate good and enjoyed my time. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing times. Um, over the next couple of years, there was a bit of moving around. You went to Cleveland, Miami, had a stint at Buffalo. But what I was really intrigued, you came over to Europe and played for Berlin, Thunder. What was that like for an experience to come over, leave America and come over to Europe? You know, when I, it was first introduced to me, I was kind of hesitant on the idea of just leaving the country and going and play football overseas. But when I got there, man, it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, I enjoyed my time over there, just to go over there and see and travel and uh, see different cultures and experience different things, man. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, I got a chance to play a lot of good football, but there's some good, good competition. And that prepared me when I got back, you know, to the States. That, you know, I had played a lot of defense, a lot of special teams, but when I got there, I was a starter. So I got a lot of valuable playing time. Did, did you learn anything, any different traits over in Europe playing stuff? What you adapted to your game, like say with the more starts, was the stuff you learned and thought, yeah, this can make my game better for when I go back? Um, not really. You know, the, the game was, it was the exact same game I was used to. Um, but like I said, I just got more comfortable playing being a starter on defense against top, top competition. And when I got back, you know, it just helped me. The more experience you have, the better you are. So that was a valuable learning experience for me. Yeah, and I know in America you got all the famous cities and stuff, but the NFL Europe, you go to some iconic cities as well, your Berlin, your Barcelona, so quite iconic cities. And when you're a, prof- when you're a pro football player, you don't really get a chance to go and travel the world. So imagine going to some of these places in Europe are quite – Special for you. Yeah, and the way we travel, you know, sometimes we'd ride the train. Uh, so overall, the culture there was, was amazing, man. It's the way people live there, where they, uh, the way they eat, just different things was a, a bad learning experience for me. Um, in Amsterdam, great city I'll never forget. Amsterdam, Cologne, they're all beautiful places with a lot of tradition, a lot of history. And that's somehow keeping me for the rest of my life. Yeah, they are amazing. Like I say we have been blessed in the in England, in the UK now with the international series since two thousand for like it seems forever now. It's been, it feels like it's just hit, it's just normal to get games over here, and uh, obviously the new NFL agreement is now champion. That trying to get Germany involved because they've got such passionate fans. There's a new European league starting this season over in G- mostly German, Polish, and um, Spanish team again in Barcelona. So. It's, we've embraced the American game so much over here and the opportunity for you guys to then play in our leagues is, is amazing and it's a way of us saying thank you as well for everything you do so to come over and play in Europe Yeah, I would I would recommend it to anybody it gives guys a chance to keep on playing it's uh, the same game I was sad when they stopped the, I was on the last team that played in NFL Europe after that year they cancelled the league and I was, uh, I was discouraged man it gives guys the opportunity to keep playing and get opportunity to pursue their NFL careers and also gain valuable experience on the playing field. And the experience, like I say, is you can't put a price tag on it. No, we are, we're glad it's coming back because it helps with international players getting over to the NFL, another route for teams to look at them. So that's really good. Um, after your time in Berlin, you went back over to America and ended up in this Canadian football league with Edmonton. And how did that come about, Fee? Obviously, I know you were at the Buff- 
at the Bills and you left after training camp. After yeah, the- so after uh, Buffalo, after Buffalo, um, I came home, uh, expecting my phone to ring pretty soon and get into, you know, somebody else's team, but the phone call stopped coming. And uh, just talking about aging, you know, like, man, I just, I just want to play right now. I want to keep on playing. I don't want to wait around. And uh, a friend of mine was actually on a team in Edmonton, and he uh, told me that the general manager asked him about me and called me up, and we had a good conversation. And I was on the next flight out of here, man, and the rest is history. Yeah, you, you had a fantastic first year. Um, great tackling. You, I think you intercepted a couple as well in that season, which went down really well with the Edmonton fans. It's a different, again, talking cultures again. It's I was, the Canadian Football League is sometimes viewed as the poor America's game, but it's still a quite. It's a really good standard up in Canada, and a lot of yeah, a lot it, of players like yourself move up to Canada to keep playing because you don't just want to retire. You want to keep playing when you know you can. Right, exactly. Um, and that that game, that, it's actually older than the NFL, so it's a lot of history with that too, man. There's a lot of great players that came through the CFL from America that went up there and continued their career, like Warren Moon, you know. Guy won five great cups in Edmonton. Um, he's a legend. Also had a great NFL career. So uh, when guys get the opportunity to keep playing, man, a lot of them jump on the opportunity and go up there and some guys stay up there, leave America and go to Canada. I had a friend of mine actually that came after me and I told him, man, if you go come up here, you Good chance you might wind up staying up here. Uh, he was single, um, young guy, and he wound up staying in Canada for a bunch of years. Uh, so it, it's a great place to, to visit, to live, man. I enjoyed my time there. Made a lot of long-lasting uh, relationships, and uh, we talked to they have a great, great career. No, you definitely did. And after that first season, you were traded to Hamilton, where in 2008, you probably had your best season ever, and you were... Can you name the CFL All-Star at the end of that season? How did that make you feel? Uh, it was just reassuring that knowing that I could still play at a high level, man, and uh, uh, just having my talents recognized by the league and my teammates uh, just made me work that much harder. Um, and just appreciate the opportunity that I was given. Uh, um, being traded was my first time you know, experiencing the actual trade. Uh, so it wasn't that bad as being released from a team. So... We just starting over, going to play ball, man, doing what we love to do. Well, you, did, you, you, you must have been doing something right for your time in Hamilton because Edmonton wanted you back. <laughs> you wanted me back. <laughs> wanted you back in, in 2010. So they obviously must have thought, hang on, we've made the wrong decision here, letting him go. Look at what he's been ripping it up in Hamilton. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so they traded back for me in 2010 and I picked up where I left off and uh, I think I was second, tied for second in the league or first in the league that year. So uh, they made the right choice. Yeah, you had, I think, oh, I think for your three years when you returned into Edmonton, I don't think there was one negative in AM season. You just kept the, your level and you kept going and going and going and delivering week in, week out. Yeah. It, uh, just a testament to, you know, preparation, keeping your body right, man, film study, and having a great teammates around you. And I knew uh, I believed in my ability. So I had a lot of opportunities to make a lot of plays, and that kept me around for a long time. You're making plays. You have a job, so that's what I that's what I lived on. Yeah, definitely. But you obviously were doing something right, and the numbers numbers go down in history, and they'll always be there. And they'll see about the numbers Chris Thompson put up, and it also it it, it goes to yourself because you're like I can. You always knew you could do it, 
and the numbers are there and it's all sort of goes back to the teams who down in the NFL in America maybe didn't give you that time you needed and then you've delivered the numbers whereas if they'd stuck by you could, they would have reaped your success. You know, you're right, you're right, man. Um, and I always say that everything happens for a reason. Um, I was happy and blessed to, and fortunate to keep playing a game I love. I wish my, my NFL career would have been better, but I'm not hanging my hat on that, man. I had a good career in the CFL, great college career. NFL was up and down, but I made it there, and uh, it was a dream come true. And uh, CFL gave me opportunity to keep playing and do what I love to do. Yeah, and I think you've, your achievement from, like I say, you went from a university which was not known for getting people into the NFL. So you, you got there on your talent because you knew you could do it. Your family said you could do it based on your talent. You made the NFL, which a small percentage of people, professionals, college people make it each year. So it's not, it's not as if, oh, yeah, I've been in college, everyone gets in. There's only so many spots for players to get in. So for you to get in and you were there for a good few, for a good four or five years, then obviously a bit of European football, then back to Canada. And then 2016, you're back full circle and you're still there now doing your coaching. How is it? Did it seem right to come back to Nichols to, to carry on your career? Well, you know, uh, well, I always wanted, I knew I wanted to be a coach at some point. This wasn't sure um, at what level. Uh, the Nichols job just kind of, it kind of happened, man. It was, it was God's plan. Uh, I went there to visit, uh, just got the spring game because I hadn't been back in a while. They had hired a new coach, Coach Tim Rebo. And I just went to, you know, show my face and just see how the team was doing, man. And me and him had a conversation after the game. He's actually how I was doing. I told him, you know, I just retired. He was trying to figure out my next move, you know. He told me, uh, well, keep in touch, man. He said, matter of fact, Leave me a number. So he called me about a month later and actually told me he wanted me to be his DB coach, man. And uh, I jumped on an opportunity. And uh, I actually just got done at Nichols, man. I'm back at my alma mater in my high school and I started coaching there. I wanted to be closer to home. I uh, got two young kids. And I know my wife, she does a great job, you know, uh, balancing the household while I'm going. I thought it was just time for me to get back home and close to the family. So I took a job in my high school and I'm enjoying that right now. But my time at Nichols was, we turned the program around, man. We went from I think uh, one of the lowest teams in, in, the, in the nation. And we went three years in a row, playoffs, two years, uh, conference champions. So we did a great job, good job there, man. I, I was pleased with that. And they're still building. That's really good. And like I said, now you're at high school, you're now helping before they go to the big colleges and unis. Now you're, you're nurturing the future talents. So we'll have to keep an eye out for some of your people in your high school now and see if down the line they appear. <laughs> fingers crossed I hope so um, if you could choose anything different to go and do the journey again what would you what would you change or would you just uh, do the same and be happy with how it's, how it's all panned out because it's all panned out in the end for you I think it played out the way it was supposed to um it makes me the person I am today, you know, going through some of that adversity, being released by teams, uh, going to different countries, still playing a game I love, and even being pretty much injury-free, man. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, I got to achieve a dream come true as a young kid, uh, which not a lot of people have a good chance to do. So I think it all worked, worked out the way it's supposed to, you know. So we see what the future holds in the next few years. Fingers crossed. You never know. You might get 
you might after when your kids have grown up, you might think I want to go back a bit more college NFL ways, and you might appear back up the top again, which yep. could be an amazing journey for you. But it's like I said, Chris, it's not always you don't you always want to speak to people, but sometimes you want to speak to the people who have had the journeys ups and downs. And I feel you might yeah, NFL one was a bit of a straight, uh, a bit of a straight line, but your career's gone on with the NFL Europe and Canada and then you're back to your coaching. So I feel your journey had its set path and it's been a fantastic journey and you're still doing it now. You're still, and you're closer to home with your family as well. So not a lot of players can do that because you're away from family all the time. You're at home, you get to see your kids grow up now and still coach football. Yep. So it's say when you find something you love doing, man, it doesn't feel like working. I haven't worked a day in my life since I started playing ball, so uh, I'm blessed, man. No, what we'll have to do, we'll have to try and get, a, we'll have to get a hunt out and find the um, Madden game for you from the year you were on, and try and get you a copy just so you could be like, that's my game. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure my son would appreciate that. <laughs> so be like, go on, kids, look, dad was on this one. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, Chris, it's been a pleasure to have you on tonight, just to chat how your journey went and it was a pleasure to hear your stories through your ups and downs and well not not really many downs really because you've every set every not back you've excelled somewhere else and it's been fantastic to hear absolutely man Richard I appreciate you for having me on man anytime you need me just give me a holler no it'd be great to maybe catch up with you when your high school season's in flow and see how the team's doing sounds good let me know I will do Chris thank you all right, have a good one. Yeah, you too. Cheers. All right, cheers to you. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast Network.